Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to The Unhidden Message. This is Roderick here. This today is part three, I consider, of how to stay on fire for Jesus. Uh, I did this particular podcast for uh, a message, excuse me, for a local church here in North Carolina. They're still closed. And I pray um, this message encourages them to open up their church. I pray it encourages the local pastor to open up and basically do what God's called them to do. So I pray this encourages you. Some things I added, some things I emphasized on this particular message, same similar ones to part one and part two of my podcast. But like I said, I did it uh, for church uh, sermon purposes and I pray it encourages you. Stay tuned. Again, thank you to Reverend Robinson and the church for having me again. It's, it's been an honor. Uh, thank you for you guys partnering with me. When I'm doing it, well, I will be doing it on Zanzibar, Africa. Things are opening up there. Uh, our team is uh, spreading throughout the island and things like that. So they're anticipating my uh, arrival, and I'm very excited to get there as soon as possible. So, again, thank you uh, for uh, allowing me to speak what the Lord placed in my heart. Um, before I get into the message uh, he placed on my heart, I just want to pray real fast so father god just thank you for uh this opportunity to be entrusted with your word and with the people that be hearing this word uh father i thank you right now holy spirit have your way in the midst of this uh time that we have here and we just give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise uh in jesus mighty name amen now the uh the title of uh my particular sermon here is kind of like a part two to what i did last time but it's called um how to stay on fire for jesus and I'm basically going to give seven practical things. Uh, I have way more, um, but just for time-wise, just seven practical things how to, uh, you know, how to stay on fire, how to stay passionate for Jesus in these times that we're living in. And whether to know, like, to measure yourself, you know, are you on fire or not, um, I think it's very important in these um, last days that we're living in because I believe we are. And uh, I think that uh, we, uh, Jesus himself, uh, according to his word, uh, wants us to be uh, consistently um, on fire for him, serving him faithfully every day, uh, being on his side at all times. And we have to be ready at all times, uh, you know, for his return. And he does not want us to be lukewarm or cold. He wants us to be red hot on fire for him on a daily basis. So I think that's a very important, especially as us for the body of Christ to know that as pressure comes against us, as persecution increases, or just if, uh, for us in America and just across the world, that we have to have this, uh, the, the, the passion for Jesus has to basically increase. And I'm going to start, I'm going to read some verses, and I'm going to start in Revelation um, chapter 3, um, verses 15 through 16. And it says this in Revelation chapter 3, 15 through 16, it says, uh, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Now, this is Jesus speaking, and this is not Roger speaking. This is Jesus himself said that, and he and that's Jesus himself said he wants us to be either cold nor hot. He doesn't want us to be lukewarm. That basically, he doesn't want you in the middle. One day you with the world, one day you with Jesus. And, you know, Monday through Friday and Monday through Saturday, and on Sunday you with Jesus. I mean, he wants you a hundred percent on his side all the time, passionate, seeking him, passionate on fire for him daily. Um, and also I want to read, uh, Matthew, uh, 25 verses one through 13. I'm really read this pretty fast, but it's just a highlight of, uh, this particular sermon. Uh, so it says this in uh, Matthew 25, it says, then the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to the bridegroom. 
Five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. The five who were foolish didn't take enough oil, olive oil for their lamps. But the other five was wise enough to take extra, uh, extra oil. When the bridegroom was delayed, uh, they, were all, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. Now at midnight, they're aroused by the shout, look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. All the bridegrooms got up and prepared their lamps. And then the five foolish ones asked, uh, please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. But the others replied, we don't have uh, enough for all of us. Uh, so go out and shop and buy some for yourself. Then he said, but, uh, but while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Though, then those who were, who were ready went with him and the marriage feast and the door was locked. Later, when the five bridegrooms returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he called, he called back and said, believe, I don't, believe me, I don't know you. So verse 13 says, so you too must keep watch for you do not know the day nor the hour of uh, his, my return. So I think that's a very important in this day and hour that the Lord sees us like there was five wise and there was five foolish people. Five was ready uh, for the return of the bridegroom. Five wasn't ready. And five that wasn't ready went to go get ready. And it's too late. You got to stay ready. Somebody say stay ready. You got to stay ready for uh, and be on fire for you have to be on fire for Jesus. 24 7 365 no days off be ready for his return not finding yourself in practical and practicing sin um in every day so that's something that that's just an overcast of how the jesus wants our walk to be with him he wants us to be like the five wise all went to sleep but when it was time for the bridegroom to come and sweep the, the um, bride mates off their feet off her feet she was ready that's a representation of the body of christ like we we have to be ready for him at all time what's some practical steps that you say roger you know what's some practical steps i can do to keep my fire burning to keep my passion for jesus 24 7 in the midst of this chaotic you know perverse sinful world you know how to stay on fire for jesus i mean and one of those number one things that helped me personally and i, I pray it helps everybody is basically number one is winning souls like telling people about jesus expressing your faith wherever you wherever realm you at at work at the grocery store, at the gas station, whatever it is, tell people, share your faith. You have a testimony. And in a Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30 says this. It says, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he who wins souls is wise. So you are wise when you, you know, you share your faith. It's against our religion to not share our faith. I mean, and the Lord said, go out in all the world and preach the gospel. Everybody's world is different. This world, High Point, North Greensboro, Winston. This is the current world, I mean, and also throughout the world. But that, what that does is the Bible says it rejoices over, heaven rejoices over one sinner that comes into repentance. So that same joy from heaven actually flows onto you as you share your faith with somebody else. Wherever it is at, it doesn't matter. And, that, and the joy of the Lord comes upon you. And also, it's, a, and it, it's like somebody throwing gasoline on a fire. Like you have a fire in the middle of the woods and like somebody throwing some more sticks and some more gasoline on the fire and it just keep growing. Like that keeps your fire and your passion for Jesus because there's people out there hurting way more, got way more worse situations than anybody. Then maybe you, you might be going through something personally, but you go share your uh, faith with somebody else and you find out that, man, I'm not compared to them. I, you know, I'm fine. Like, and you, and you share about Jesus. It's the number one thing is about Jesus. And once you do that, you'll start to see the joy that'll come upon their face and they'll reflect up, upon you. 
So I think that's a great, you can reach people I can't reach. I'm going to Africa. I don't be in Africa. That's my assignment. But your assignment, wherever it is at, is here. So that's a practical step um, for you to do is uh, tell people about Jesus. Number two is having an expectation of Jesus returns. And it, and it says this in Luke chapter 12, verse 35 through 36. I like what it says in uh, a translation called the Passion. It said, be prepared for action at a moment's notice. Be like the servants who anticipate their master's return. And that's the key. Anticipation. Expectation. You got to have expectation from a wedding celebration. They are ready to unlock and open the door for him at a moment's notice. And then the next verse is, I, and I like in a different version, it said, Blessed are those servants who the master, when he comes, will find watching. And surely I will say to him that he will gird up himself and have them sit down to eat, and he will serve, he will come and serve them. And it, it should, and if that he should come in the second watch or come in the third watch and find them, uh, so blessed are those servants. So to basically blessed are those servants that are always ready. You're like basically at the door. Jesus on the other side of the door. You at the door. If he not, you automatically open the door and like, hey, how's it going? Not you not in the back room somewhere asleep. Uh, you're not off doing something else in the world. You are ready. Soon as he not. And as soon as he open the door, as soon as he knock on the door, you open like, Lord, thank you. You're ready. I'm here. I'm ready to go. Like, I'm ready for whatever you called me to do. Not just for his return, but, you know, hearing his voice. And when he knock on your heart to do something, do something to advance the kingdom of God, you are ready. You are answering at a moment's notice. Just like when he told me, I want you to go to the nations. You know, I, okay, here am I. Just like Isaiah says in chapter six, here am I. Send me. Here am I. I'm available. He wants you to be available, not just ready for his return, but he wants you to be available for what you, um, he has called you to do and wants you to act upon that immediately. Number three, uh, how to stay on fire for Jesus. Uh, <clears throat> number three is basically stand up to date on Bible prophecy. You know, a lot of those um, is different things like that. Um, a lot of people might not understand Bible prophecy fully. But the Bible there, you have the Holy Spirit, you have teachers out there that teach you about Bible prophecy. And the reason why you need to know uh, of Bible prophecy, the Bible says in Hosea 4, 6, that my people perish for the lack of knowledge. You got to understand that what's going on to society today is basically a representation of what Jesus already spoke about in Matthew 24, Luke 21 and Mark 13. He is basically telling you. All these things must take place before I return. All these things you're seeing in the media, the riots, the killings, all those things are basically, I'm just, I told you already, There's they're going to happen. Earthquakes we had in North Carolina a couple weeks ago. All those things are, I told you, <laughs> these things are going to happen. Riots, racial tension, like all those things, nation rising against nation, kingdom against kingdom, like hurricanes, all those things are, are anticipation for my return so you need to know so you won't get caught up in the cares of this life that's what the enemy wants you to do you want you to get caught up in the political uh picking a political leader and that's none of that that's not important listen the most important thing is jesus everything we need is in jesus and uh, so the thing is like hey the enemy wants you to get caught up in all those things and and your mind it goes off of like the main focus and the main focus of is to everybody get everybody to heaven and do your assignment while you on hurt on while you on earth and not focus on the cares of this life because those things will fade away amen that's why it says in Luke 21 verse verse 28 it says this this is Jesus said he said now when these things begin to happen and they already begin look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near so what should we be doing during this time right now 
how to stay on fire for Jesus. What should be you should be looking up. You should be like, man, all these things have come in the past. Look, I'm looking up. I'm not even focused. Listen, forget what's going on. I'm not turning TV, the news, whatever is going on. I'm focusing on Jesus. I'm focused on what he's called me to do and reaching my family, reaching the people, getting people ready to for heaven because hell is a real place. And I, I was going there once, but Jesus saved me. We all was going there, but Jesus saved us. And, you know, so the point is, like, hell's a real, and you do not want nobody to go to that place. It was only meant for the devil and his angels. Amen. So number four, you know, number four is knowing your purpose here on earth. So, yes, you got to have a vision. You got to have a, knowing what are you called to do here on earth. What, Jesus placed all of us on this earth for a purpose. Whether you know or not, your heart is beating right now. It's beating, and every time it beats, it's like yelling out, uh, you know, Jesus, I love you. I have a purpose for you. Every time your heart beats, every time you wake up, you wake up to a, uh, another day. His mercies are new every morning. You got to understand that, that, you know, his heart, your heart is beating for a purpose. You got to know your purpose. A nine-to-five job is fine. That's fine and everything. Make, we all have to make money, but that's not just, you know, that's not your source. It's a resource. So you got to understand that. And uh, so keep a vision in front of you. So that's what it says in Romans chapter 12, um, verses, I'll skip the number verse 2. It says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by renewing your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable, perfect will of God. So how you know to keep a vision, how you know that what's your purpose by renewing your mind by the word of God. And number five, basically how to stay on fire for Jesus all, you know, at all times is having on fire friends, having people that's passionate about Jesus themselves having a godly having godly relationships and i like what it says in proverbs chapter 27 verse 9 i like in this version it says sweet friendships refresh the soul and awaken our hearts with joy for good friends are like anointing oil that yields like the fragrance incense of god's presence so having people that's on fire for jesus 100 percent committed to jesus that surrounds you that you call and hang out with and things like that what that do you are who you hang around when you see somebody hanging around somebody that smoke, drink, eventually that person is going to smoke and drink. You see a millionaire, they hang around millionaires. So if you're a Christian 100% on for Jesus, you have, have to have close friends that are the same way. It's nothing wrong having uh, friends that are not saved, but they should not be in the clo closest proximity. They should, they should be, uh, you should be it's talking to them and trying to get them to know Jesus. But the people that you call for advice, God, for advice and things like that, it has to be godly people. It has to be people that's on fire for Jesus, that can hear from heaven, that gives you godly advice. And I have those friends. That's why I wanted to, how I got to this point. Divine connections. That, that's what they bring you. I mean, they give you Holy Spirit advice. I mean, they, they're sharpening you. I mean, for us men, we need other godly men around us. You know, for women, you need other godly women. That, that's going to help you in the times when you feel discouraged, that your friend will encourage you. They're not going to discourage you. They're not going to tell you, oh, yeah, you know, go do this. Yeah, just have this drink. Oh, yeah, smoke. You know, that, you, you won't. You need to not surround yourself with it because the enemy will use those people to pull you down. And I do not want that to be you. So I want to encourage you. Continue to seek out. Ask God. If you don't have those friends, ask them. I asked. I didn't have no friends. When I gave my life to Jesus, as I continue about to close, as I gave, as I gave my life to Jesus, I didn't have, I left all my friends. I didn't have no friends. I was in Florida. My fr friends I was in the world with was in North Carolina. They did come. But once I gave my life to Jesus, I said, forget it. Like, I, Lord, give me some new friends. I pray. I, I was by myself for uh, quite some, uh, like a month or so. I don't know how long. And I was praying like, Lord, give me, I pray for some godly friends. And he sent me some great friends. Now I got friends across the world in Asia, Africa, Paris, all because of Jesus. I asked, I said, Lord, I want some godly friends. And out of that, 
I can go to a different parts of the world and have a place to stay because of what God has connected me with. And that's the same thing for once with you that you're listening that he wants you to be around godly friends at all times. So he wants you to be surrounded by those people. So actually those people actually protect you from distractions from the enemy. Try to send in your, your atmosphere uh, and your, uh, that, that you hang around. It actually protects you from that. Number six, as I wrap, and I'll go through number seven real fast. Number six, studying the word of God and putting it into action. So basically being a doer of the word and not a hearer only. Not just hearing what I'm saying, but uh, in, the, in the word when you read it every day, but actually doing the word. And I want to read this real fast in uh, Joshua chapter one, verse five through nine. It says, so no one will be able uh, to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with, with Moses. I will not fail you nor abandon you. Be strong and courageous for you to, for you will lead these people to the possessed land. I swore to give their ancestors I will give to you. So be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all. That's key. The instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate them from the left. Turn it from either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of uh, instructions continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then you will be uh, you will prosper and succeed in all you do. So that's key. Studying the word of God, doing exactly what the word says, obeying all his instructions in the word from Genesis to Revelation and taking it literally. You know, this is for me. This is not for nobody else. This word is for me and applying it into your life. When you work the word, the word works for you. You know, I repeat that when you work the word and the word of God and applying it in, in, into your life and putting it into action, it starts to manifest in the natural. People start to see the fruit of your life. Amen. And so lastly, as I just go through this real fast, as I conclude, uh, spending a long time with Jesus. That is key. Every day, I, me personally, I wake up every morning. My day starts off with Jesus. Maybe, I mean, you it's different for everybody, but for me personally, this is something I have to do. You know, I have to get the mind of God from when I when I wake up to get into go to this world and this atmosphere. I have to get the mind of God first and spend time with Jesus because his presence is everything you need in this life. I promise you that's how to stay on fire for Jesus. Everything you need is in God's presence, healing, peace, joy, you know, vision, direction. Everything you need is in the presence of God because it says this in Psalm 1611. You will show me the path of life and your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So you got to understand that everything you need is in Jesus. Once I got that revelation that everything I need is in Jesus, I don't need nothing else. I mean, I need, I mean, of course, like in the world, you got friends and everything. Of course, you live your life. But outside, like stuff you search for to try to fill your heart, that all those things are in Jesus. You know, and once you get that revelation, like all those things are in Jesus, it's over for the devil. The devil is like, he can't touch you, <laughs> you know. So concluding. The point is of this sermon is like you have we have to stay on fire for Jesus at all times. Time is running out. The Bible says in Philippians 2:12, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So you have to measure yourself. If I'm on fire for Jesus, am I living 100 percent for the Lord? Am I doing exactly what he has called me to do? Because this world will only get worse. Everything you see in it will only increase more deaths, more people dying. Every day our life is like a vapor. We're here today, gone tomorrow. Here today, gone. It's like it's like it's like the wind. Like it, it, we're here today, and you don't know you don't know what's going to happen. And so you need to be ready at all times. So you need to ask yourself. I just want to challenge you. Need to ask yourself from a scale from one to five. Five being red hot on fire for Jesus. Like I'm 
tell him, sharing my faith. I'm doing whatever thing he has called me to do. 100% committed to Jesus. Am I red hot on fire? That's a five. If not, I encourage you that today is the day for you to start afresh. And if you said, Lord, you know, you said, Roger, you know, today, I, you know, I'm not, you know, giving the Lord everything. I mean, I'm doing some areas of my life, Lord, Lord, I'm not very passionate about Jesus or whatever's the case. He's not mad at you. He wants you to be red hot on fire for him before he returns. And even now, until he call you home or he returns. So if that's you and say, man, I need to give, I need to start afresh. I need to, you know, be on fire for Jesus. And the day can be the day that I want to start and do that for him. If that's you, I want you to just say this prayer with me real fast as I conclude. And just say this with me. Just say, dear Jesus, I surrender 100% of my life to you. Come into my heart. I repent. I want to be on fire for you at all times. Jesus, I believe that you died for me. I believe that you're risen from the dead. And I believe that you're coming back again for me real soon. And just say, fill me with your Holy Spirit. And just say, I'm saved, born again, forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. So if you said that prayer, I definitely want to congratulate you. And today is going to be the day that you will be red hot on fire starting now. If you already on fire this is some practical ways to do and keep yourself, to measure yourself, to know that, man, if I'm slipping in some areas. But let, like I said, it's a, it's a lot more. I actually did a podcast um, on my podcast called The Unhidden Message where I've done like 14, but I can, it's way more. But I just want to encourage you with that, that today is the day for you to be started fresh. Today is the day the, the Lord wants you, himself wants you to be red hot on fire for him. So let me just say a prayer um, to, uh, for, to conclude this. So, Father, I thank you for everybody that uh, has listened. Father, I pray that this message will uh, ingrain to their spirit and to their hearts, that they'll be radically 100% on fire for you every day, sharing their faith, sharing their testimony, let, and let them be a sign and a wonder to their families. Lord, if they don't know exactly what they're called to do, I pray right now that you reveal it to them, Lord. I pray right now you reveal it to them in a vision, and a dream. Uh, whatever it is, Lord, I pray for divine connections, godly friendships in their life. I pray against any distractions that's coming against them that's sent from hell. Uh, Father, I pray I uh, counsel that in the name of Jesus that everybody will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord until they are called home or until you return. And we give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen.